Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Shelf Warmers. I'm your host, Darby Harn, and with me, as always, my good friend, Sugu. How are we doing, Sugu? Not too bad. It's starting to finally warm up over here. Same. It's going to be in the 60s uh, this week. Uh, it's been consist it's been like in the 40s and 50s for a solid week now which is great good reprieve from the consistently 30 <laughs> below uh so i don't feel as old and brittle at the moment uh looking forward to getting on the bike this week um hopefully um so we, we've talked a lot uh, last few weeks about sort of customs and repros and third party fourth party knockoffs and so we thought we might kind of continue that theme with what can only be called the knockoff vision so we talked also a couple weeks um ago about where on earth are the one division action figures and then thanks to a a leak inadvertent uh posting uh, we got a glimpse of one of them um hasbro marvel legends they're going to be doing a version by the way folks spoilers uh if you have not seen the final episode of WandaVision, one, what are you doing? Two, uh, watch that before you listen to this because we're going to get into it as we talk about the toys and the show and sort of all that good stuff. We're going to full spoilers. And White Vision, I suppose, is one of them. Um, if you haven't seen it, the White Vision, of course, is the just shockingly white version of regular Vision. He is um, based on the uh, iteration from the comic books. This is going to be West Coast Avengers number 42 through 45 from 1989, uh, written and drawn by John Byrne. Uh, it's the Vision Quest storyline in which Vision is dismantled. He's reconstructed, but he's lost all of his memories and everything that makes him Vision. He's just literally an automaton, turns into a super jerk, very harsh to Wanda, not cool. Um, so that's kind of where the white vision in the show comes from. And the white vision in the show is literally the body of the original vision, but he just doesn't have the mind stone, obviously doesn't have the soul, let's say, ship but Marvel ship of Theseus, which, uh, I want to talk about that as we talk about the, uh, toys and the show, uh, the ship of Theseus is just, uh, sort of been ringing in my head. <laughs> for a lot of reasons, um, because uh, it's uh, as most of you, most of you, I don't know. I don't know if anybody who's listening actually looks at anything else we talk about. Some of you might know uh, uh, I'm a novelist. Uh, I write superheroes. That's all I do is think about superheroes. I've been thinking about the ship of Theseus, uh, the concept, the philosophical concept a lot lately. So like a lot of things in Wanda that rang pretty loud in my head. Interestingly, with the Marvel Legends figure, there's a little bit of Ship of Theseus going on here, Sugu, because it's just as I'm looking at it, this is based off an earlier Vision figure. The um, White Vision? Yeah. Which ones? Uh, give me one second. So we're looking at, um, if you guys want to look at this figure, if you haven't seen it, um, the uh, you can find them like on the Foosh or Marvelous News or something like that if you want to look at them. So this White Vision figure is based off the MCU Vision figure that they've done a couple times now. They did one in a two pack for Infinity War uh, with uh, Wanda 
and then they did a sort of phasing one for Endgame, both of which are very hard to find. I have a feeling your man here is also going to be hard to find because that's how they do it. I don't and know also, why. wasn't there uh, the same Vision figure that was included in two Build-A-Figure sets? Um, yeah, he would. Well, let me think here. The, I, the only two, I could be wrong, but I think the only two MCU figures were that Wanda. That was a two pack by themselves. And then the phasing one was in the uh, end game wave with the, where the build figure was sort of the the, <laughs> the bro Thor, Lebowski Thor, as he's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they had another one with him having the torso for someone else. Was it Thanos? I forget um, now, but um, there's there's two visions, and they're both for the torso of a Build-A-Figure set. Um, you might be thinking of a comic book vision, but I'm not sure, actually, because the Thanos build, there's two Thanos, the MCU Thanos Build-A-Figure. There's the one with armor and without, um, and Vision wasn't part of either one of those waves. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, th I'm blanking on when the, there was an earlier comic book vision, Marvel Legends figure. Um, and I don't remember when he came out, actually, it might've been a while for him because that might've been before the sort of the revival, I guess you'd say in 2014, 2015 for Marvel Legends. Um, Oh, I see. It's a, so I'm looking at it. There's a slight difference between the the paint on that yeah. vision, but it's got this red torso uh, that's included with it. It looks like the Hulkbuster. Oh, one second. I think that's the one. That might be the Tesco. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is um, no, this isn't. This is the comic book one. I was thinking there uh, over in the UK they did uh, Hasbro did an exclusive wave of Marvel MCU Marvel Legends where they some figures that were not available singly here were there. You could pick them up at Tesco. Um, um, this so this is the comic book vision. This is sort of the more modern, uh, all new, all different vision from the comic book Hulkbuster wave. Um, so this is, would have been 2014, 15, somewhere in there. Okay. This, this I think was the last comic book vision they did. They haven't done, so far as I know, um, at least in a long time, they have not done uh, the classic sort of traditional vision comic book uh, look. Um, you mean the Mexican wrestler? Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, which, as we were talking about uh, in our WandaVision episode, uh, they have to do the Halloween costumes. It doesn't appear that they're going to, at least initially, because um, it seems like people have a sense now of what this wave, WandaVision wave, will be. And it's not even really a WandaVision wave. It's going to be a mm -hmm. sort of catch-all wave for Disney Plus with Wanda, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki um you can probably guess the figures they're heavy heavy on falcon winter soldier those two baron zemo and u.s agent which spoilers i guess for people um, who don't know anything about the show it seems like he'll be one of if not the villain of the show comic book nerds will know who that I is hate that name i hate that name it, so much 
Not a great name. Um, <laughs> but the only two WandaVision-related figures in this wave appear to be Wanda and Vision. So we know White Vision. White Vision is a uh, he's sort of a kitbash of the existing Vision figure. He has a couple new molded pieces on his arms and legs. New paint job, obviously. Uh, well, not even a paint job. He's just casted in white plastic. Oh, Wanda, really? He's not yeah. painted white? No, no, no. He's, oh, he's just going to He's just going to be a straight cast. And then Wanda, I'm assuming, uh, spoilers again for folks who haven't seen it, is going to be the fully realized uh, Scarlet Witch uh, costume from the show. So Wanda is all up in her power now. And she's finally, after, what, almost 10 years in the MCU, into her (laughs) Scarlet Witch costume. Um, She looks great very uh we'll talk about the show in the episode but for people some people may have caught on as i did um this costume shares heavy design elements with the mag the michael fassbender magneto costume from days of future past and that is not uh like with everything else in mcu unintentional so um we'll see if that goes anywhere i have a feeling um some people who are really hoping for the x-men uh, and Wanda have been disappointed, but we'll, we'll kind of get into the show a little bit, but Sugu, what do you think oh. of this f- figure, this white vision figure? What are your hopes for Wanda or this wave, or are you interested in these at all? If I had infinite resources, infinite space, yeah. Uh, I would definitely want that white vision and a comic book vision. Yeah. Kind of like floating in the background of my display. Um, kind of like you, you see them in the show. I think that would be a really powerful display. Um, for myself, personally, I... I have a lot of the Marvel Legends figures, especially the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to see a Mafex or an SH Figure Arts Vision uh, in either the regular or the white. I think yeah. the WandaVision white vision. Ugh, that's terrible. <laughs> a lot of, that's a lot of vision. Sentence. <laughs> a lot of vision. The Wanda, the, the WandaVision version of the white dude (laughs) um he uh i think that design is really interesting i think that it looks really cool it doesn't look like regular vision just casted in white it it looks uh, significantly different it does and it doesn't it has it shares obviously major design elements Mm -hmm. of vision there are differences in some of the details yeah. uh p- particularly i guess you call him his van braces on his arms and then in the head in particular because he doesn't have the mind stone so they chose to do in the comic books um it's it, vision isn't uh doesn't have the mind stone he has something called the solar gem and that that's where he gets his energy he's not connected to the infinity gems at all um so in the movie or the movie the series they just left that blank and it looks like a little blue yeah microchip uh, and he has much more up close, at least he appears to have much more sort of uh, this sort of circuitry, sort of circuit board look yeah. 
than uh, OG Vision does. So um, I found that I do think it's very the design's very interesting. Uh, I liked how that played out in the show is actually one of the most satisfying things in the show. That's where the ship of Theseus uh, idea in. came in as uh, vision and white vision were fighting um, vision. Uh, they're, they're equal in power. Uh, so them fighting sort of got um, pointless. I don't know if that's the right word after a minute, the but vision just, was just not there. The stakes are not there. Um, so Vision, OG Vision, decides to fight him with the only asset that he has that the other one doesn't, which is just cold, hard logic. And he sort of throws this concept at him, which is, are you aware of the ship of Theseus? The ship of Theseus for folks, I don't know if I need to explain it. Um, like that That's a whole philosophical discourse, and which maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe we got some Philosophy Tube fans out there, Sugu and I are, uh, maybe we could just sort of uh, cosplay as philosophy tube for a second. Ship of Theseus in brief um, is this sort of philosophical concept in which it is is a thing still a thing if it's changed fundamentally. And, and with the ship, the, the ship is an ancient ship. They replace the boards over time um, to the point where eventually it's just um, all new woodwork. Is it still the ship of Theseus at the end? And that's what Vision is sort of confronting the white Vision with. Um, are you, what is identity? What, what makes up a person over time? Uh, and then it, it, it manifests in a very interesting way. It has a lot of broad applications for action figures because a, a lot of action figures that we collect are, um, their casts, their copies, their kit bashes, their customs, um, by the, even the manufacturer Hasbro, almost every Marvel Legends action figure that Hasbro produces is based off of um, bucks. They have a group of bucks that are standard across the line that they use because they're just they're using they're basically just blank bodies um, for folks who maybe don't pay as much attention. Um, that all all the Marvel characters follow the same sort of superhero aesthetic it's the perfect human form so they have about a dozen bucks it seems like for varying body types big Isn't small meal right. yeah it's about a dozen i think um that they use and you recognize them i just got fire started the other day and she's based off a buck they've been using now for this is sort of the uh actually this is the same buck i can't remember if we talked about scarlet witch um this is the um this is my comic book Wanda. Mm -hmm. And you had pointed out one time that you didn't like how she sort of has very pronounced abs. <laughs> and for, for uh, that figure. For this figure, for Wanda. Yeah. Right? Abs are cool, but uh, Wanda, it's just weird. It's not really her comic book thing. Um, Firestar here is the same body. So she mm -hmm. also has the pronounced abs. Not something that Firestar traditionally has, although this figure, I really love this figure, mm -hmm. Firestar. She is, this is her classic animated series, Spidey in the animated series, uh, and his amazing friends, excuse me, animated series. Um, uh, I, I love this figure. This is, um, we're going to talk at some point about deep cut, deep dive characters who we love. Um, Angelica is one of them. She's um, one of my favorite all-time characters. Um, and with a, lot, with a couple other characters, I'm thinking of Monica Rambeau, Rachel Summers, um sort of had in the back of my mind when i was thinking about 
uh, my main character Kit in my books, just in power, the sort of this with Angelica sort of like um, she's microwave radiation so she can pop your popcorn. Um, but yeah, um, but back to Wanda. So it seems like we're going to get a couple Wanda figures, not as many as we hoped. Um, there's still a sort of open question about whether or not we get Agatha and then which version. For my money personally, I, I would I will buy these. I, I would definitely buy Wanda, the Scarlet Witch version of Wanda. I, I think it's great, but I would much rather, I would sort of be waiting in line for the Halloween versions. I think that was my favorite part of the show. It's my favorite versions of them. I do prefer just the classic comic book Wanda to even the MCU one. I think just relative to the, the crest is a hard thing. It's been a very, it's been a lot of different things in the comics. Mm-hmm. A lot of different designs. It's a very hard thing to get right. Um, they got it right in the Halloween version. That it's just the classic sort of. So that's um, interesting. What is yeah. wrong with the crest in her final costume reveal, the modern reveal? Yeah, it's not. I wouldn't say it's anything wrong, but it it's just uh, too small. No, okay. Uh, it disappears into <laughs> disappears into. They went for this. Um, very subtle they tried to make it subtle even though it's not and then they wanted to make it more of we i can't remember i don't, I don't know who i'm talking to anymore about one i talked to everybody we talked about this idea of the horns uh we talked a lot about mephisto at some point um and they decided to uh throw another sort of mephisto illusion in the presentation of the crest with where it's much more horn-like sort of devil horns than the crest the classic crest which is very much more broad but i like i love the costume and i i like I'll, i will buy that figure and i'm glad that wanda is um finally the scarlet witch in the mcu um finally that we're over this weird thing where we couldn't call her the scarlet witch one because the fox uh disney thing and then oh, the right. uh and then this weird sort of hang up that certain people thinking of Joss Whedon uh, had about this character where somehow her comic book origins were silly. Wait, um, wait, wait. back up. What? Yeah. I didn't hear about this. Oh, this is goes back. So he, uh, he introduced her in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, She's he, weird. He's quick. Yeah. And Joss Whedon apparently um, wanted, he, they updated Wanda. She's Wanda's uh, till now has never had any association visually with her character in the comics, obviously the name, they've never used the name. They even made fun of the fact that they don't, don't use the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joss Whedon apparently thought that her comic book versions were comic book look was silly and uh, told Elizabeth Olsen uh, by her account um, that she would never be the Scarlet Witch from the comics. It's funny to think about now, um, given <laughs> the show and recent events, but um, yeah. um but Wanda is the Scarlet Witch, and she's going to be uh, going forward. So maybe just as we're thinking about it, as we're talking about Sugu, just so we've both seen the final episode. WandaVision is done. Oh my God, what yeah. happened? How is it? How has it been? Nine weeks, eight weeks actually. They did the first two together. Uh, what do you? What did you think, Sugu? What did you think of the episode? Uh, yeah, this we'll start there. What do you think of the final? You know, I'm still processing it. I don't (laughs) know what to feel with it. It doesn't feel like an end of the story. 
Mm. Um, it doesn't feel like it's setting up the next phase. It doesn't mm. really feel like anything. It just kind of stops. Um, and, you know, I, I told you before, uh, I got into WandaVision later on. Um, the first three episodes, I didn't really care for, mm. but I see their value. Um, and then in the seventh or eighth episode, I started thinking, uh, this should have been peppered throughout the earlier part of the episode to kind of give it some weight and direction. Because uh, I think that's one of the, my issues with the first couple episodes is that it felt like there was no direction. They, they were just kind of wandering around the, the, wandering around the plot. Um, and so this last episode, it doesn't, it, it, it feels like it was supposed to be the culmination of all of that buildup over eight episodes, but it doesn't actually feel like that. And it's supposed to, and I get where I get the beats and I get what they're trying to go for, mm. but it doesn't feel like the conclusion of eight episodes it doesn't feel like it's setting up the next phase. It feels like the show just kind of stops. And it's interesting. It stops because it has to stop, right? Like they wanted to move on to telling another story with this being still affecting it. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it, do you feel like there's resolution in Wanda's story? No. Hmm. Because, like, I. I I, I like what they were trying to do with it, you know, that she finally has to face her pain. She still has to kind of honestly go through therapy. Um, mm. And she does. it's okay. She does. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, I, I get that she had to make the sacrificial play, right? She had to give up her family for the safety of everyone else. Like, I get all of that. Although at the same time, she could have just kept her little Wanda field just around the house. My biggest issue with the episode, well, first let me say I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the series. The series is far and away the best MCU thing that they've done. Um, my issue with the final episode relative to Wanda is we don't see the moment there's a what you're, that sort of lack of resolution you're talking about is there's a strange sense of discord in the final episode because you're coming into it with a lot of expectations. Some people were disappointed because they weren't met. There is resolution in Wanda's story arc, her her sort of emotional journey in the series, but we don't see the moment. Uh, we don't see the moment where she sort of decides or realizes that I'm going to go on. I'm going to try to, I need help. I need to talk to somebody. We see the moment where she embraces her power and destiny as a Scarlet Witch, but the emotional buildup of the episode builds towards this moment in the town square where she decides to um, dispel the hex. Mm -hmm. And she starts to, which has an immediate and awful impact on her family which I thought then, was brilliant. I, I brilliant. thought that was a great move. Yeah, and then and then she decides to then not do that to maintain it. Mm -hmm. 
but we then don't see after that we don't see the follow-up moment where she decides no i do have to take it down she just comes to a natural point where she's like i have to move on and it's my di my discord with it comes with that that's okay because grief doesn't work like that and her there is no moment there is no oh there's no eureka moment it's a very gradual imperceptible thing and that's fine and i actually appreciate that about the show uh and i would argue that her grief is not um it's not done at the end it, it's she's but i there's a sense of discord between that for me like i i feel like narratively there's a moment missing but yet at the same time i i, I do i do think i understand what's happening and then the other part is um there was this expectation that wanda was going to lash out which is what she did on a micro level in the town square um she's confronted by the townspeople and then she sort of binds them in these weird sort of magical chains and this is Wanda's uh, MO. Uh, when Wanda is confronted or challenged emotionally, she lashes out. She often lashes out in violence. And she's a, she's a victim of abuse and trauma and PTSD. And she her, her default reaction is anger. And I thought, as a lot of people did, that that was going to lead because her only concern was protecting her family. Mm -hmm. And she was going to do this awful thing to do that um and that sort of left you you know and then there are people bring all these other expectations which fold into that which is mutants x-men multiverse which they had set up in the show with evan peters as uh quicksilver so all that's there so you're expecting she's going to crack reality i think it's a very natural conclusion mm -hmm. um it doesn't happen at least it doesn't happen on a on a level that's apparent agatha sort of says things to the effect of you don't know what you've done um but wanda just sort of winds down and she's like we'll go home and we'll we'll sort you know it's gonna let go of this but i'm okay with that too the expectations i that you know that's okay we're gonna we'll we're building towards some of that but the the you have all those expectations that people have that aren't met and then you have, because they did in some cases get very far afield. And then you have just the needs of the story. And I, I don't, there, there's a strange sort of, there's a weird, um, a discord is really the only word I have for it that's going on. Um, this weird tension in the story and so I, I don't know. I have I have a lot of thoughts about it. I, I'm curious to sort of watch, do like a rewatch and watch it from the beginning yeah. and to see how it all plays. I one thing I uh, my colleague Alex on our Movie News Net podcast kind of been talking about for a while, going back to the early parts of the show is his concern that we're going to get to a point where, because he correctly anticipated that the sitcom aspect would fall away. And we'd be firmly in the MCU. Well, that's what happened. And I think there's a sort of sense that the structure slash conceit of the show was lost and there's yeah. disappointment that last night was uh a very familiar is very routine and sort of the the big final mcu battle um it wasn't and in, on that on that front the final battle wasn't particularly great uh this is the maybe the first time in wine division where the budget sort of showed 
the CGI wasn't great. It wasn't yeah, on the it wasn't on the level of the movies. The choreography wasn't great. Um, there was a lot of rubbery people punching each other. Yeah. On. Um, so I get all of that. I I, I, I think for me as yeah. well, the final battle just had so little stakes. I mean, you had White Vision and Vision. We talked about they're they're evenly matched. So there is no victor for that. They're they're at a perpetual stalemate um, until you bring in logic, which as much as I appreciate that scene, that's not a visually interesting scene, right? Like that's just people talking about philosophy and logic, which again, philosophy tube watchers, that's fantastic. That's great yeah. to watch, Yeah, but it's not visually interesting. Um, uh, kudos, kudos though for them uh, pausing <laughs> the episode to do it. Right. Like I love that moment, but you know, just acknowledge that it's just not visually there um so but the stakes there were not high the kids were there as basically pawns right they are only there just to to get wanda going because she just wants to protect them so and what did they do they froze the military and took their guns and a hat and sunglasses the stakes weren't there either which uh, the sunglasses was a nod, by the way, to the Quicksilver. Yeah. Where he's got the goggles on. Yeah. So, um, and then um, Monica Rambeau's big moment of reveal where a bullet will go through her and lose all of its energy. I mean, coming back to the, 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 the main idea of today's episode, which is deep cut people who don't know Monica Rambeau still won't understand her power or what she does now that her eyes change uh, change color like you just won't understand that from what you saw well um, to be fair I, I don't think Monica understands either yet and I think her journey as it goes out of this episode into Captain Marvel 2 certainly hmm. And it may be possibly the secret invasion series, given what happens at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, uh, I think part of her journey is going to be learning her powers. And, and um, so comic book fans will know what those powers are and, and they're, they're on display. You recognize them, but she doesn't know. And this is new for her. So yeah, I, I get that. And and, and, and and that's all fair and good, but yeah. the audience has no idea what, a bullet passing through her and then just petering out means right like that's very mm -hmm. much for the comic book fans who recognize that but narratively it doesn't advance anything um and that, then that scene I, was interesting on a couple of levels i saw some reactions to that which i that i didn't naturally arrive at myself um there's there's a couple ways that that scene plays for different people but yeah, yeah go on yeah and then finally i think the dynamic between agatha harkness and scarlet witch i thought that idea was really interesting scarlet witch has all the power but agatha harkness has all the knowledge like i think yes i thought that dynamic if for a final battle was really interesting yeah but the way that it ended up playing out was just I don't know. I don't want to say lackluster, but in the end, what happened? She threw red fireballs, apparently missing her on purpose in order to cast yes. those runes, which is yes. all fine and good. 
but what were we really watching right it wasn't it, it, it was two people floating throwing lobs of cgi red around right like yeah <laughs> there's a logic problem with agatha in, in the final battle agatha is stealing siphoning wanda's power mm-hmm. um she did not probably need to antagonize wanda to do this um she evidently could have done this maybe at any point um yeah um and so i i was sort of questioning that because why why are we why is she getting into this huge battle with wanda the last thing on earth and i've said this a couple times now um the last why do you want to antagonize the woman with supernatural powers you keep telling her how powerful and dangerous she is and then you go poking the bear with a stick like what (laughs) what what are you what are you doing and wanda we're more maybe worse than the fact that she's one of if not the most powerful person on earth has a mean streak and Mm -hmm. she has she like i was saying a moment ago her default reaction is to lash out in anger Mm-hmm. And, she, and and Agatha found that out the hard way a couple times in this episode, including when she got the the uh, car thrown at her. And then great, great callback to the Wizard of Oz, by the way. Yeah, the I saw that. I picked up on uh, that, too. I was like, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, so that that didn't make sense. I, 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 Agatha, it, I you could argue on one hand, it's a it's a it's a example of, of Agatha's arrogance, which she's certainly arrogant. Um, you know, and she, Agatha, you could argue, despite her power and her knowledge and experience, it, it is not, has misunderstood, I think, a lot. And she, there are some interesting things, Agatha, as I correctly called out on, on my other podcast, um, the book is The Dark Hold. Um, the Dark Hold is in the comics, um, uh, maybe one of, if not the most, uh, powerful magical tome in uh, the comics. It's the uh, collected writings and spells of. Uh, I think the proper pronunciation is is Catan. I'm sure I'm, he's basically Cthulhu from the Lovecraft mythos. Um, he's the Lord of Chaos. I don't think they're going to do Catan in the MCU. I think they're going to substitute um, Mephisto for him. Um, but we'll see about that. But um, so along those lines, it's super spoiler alert because we've already basically ruined the whole thing. But yeah, um, <laughs> how does Wanda just get her get her hands on that book, just kind of wantonly? Yeah, she just up and makes off the book, doesn't she? Um, but does she like how, how and when did that happen? Yeah, we sort of skip that, don't we? Um, oh. We skip a few things in this episode. Um, I, I'm going to say she breaks, uh, Agatha's magic and spells when she, the episode ends with Agatha being sort of imprisoned in Westview as the nosy neighbor, um, very great acting by, uh, by uh, Catherine Hahn, by the way, in that moment where mm-hmm. she's sort of embodying this silly, uh, character but yet that tension and that that sort of desperation is just just coming out underneath in her voice like let me out of here yeah yeah. um um really subdued i was like very 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 good acting she's been amazing 
Um, I'm going to say uh, Wanda probably breaks uh, Agatha's magic in that moment. She's able to go down in the basement. I'd be curious to know what else Wanda takes. Um, also, there were other objects down in the basement, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. But I think the dark hold and Wanda having it is one of the most fascinating things that comes out of it. You know, direction you you had mentioned a little bit before about you didn't feel like they were setting anything up. And no, the... sorry, it's the opposite. I felt like they were okay. setting up everything. Okay. And not concluding this story. Gotcha. So it wasn't the okay. So not so much resolution as just sort of you know tune in next week. Although next week is actually next year because another property, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I understand that. Yeah. A lot of setup. A lot of setup for um, what we assume is Doctor Strange two. We know one is going to be in Doctor Strange. Um, that makes sense. Um, she's now the Scarlet Witch. She's got the Darkhold. Um, Doctor Strange is a Sorcerer Supreme who Agatha points out yep. Wanda is now more powerful than um, that he's going to be very interested I think in what Wanda is doing especially because Wanda so the the spoiler of all spoilers the episode ends uh, with the final post credit scene I uh, watched the very end folks um, where Wanda is studying the book back in what I think is Sokovia and um, she's in Sokovia I think and um She's studying the dark hold. She's also astral projecting. Mm -hmm. um, she's created a a, uh, a version of herself, so her powers have advanced already. And then she hears the uh, vo the voices of her children, Billy and Tommy. That's right, saying help um, me. Help me. Um, this, I think, is another little ingredient in the ultimate sort of setup of Mephisto. Uh, I know a lot of people are upset that Mephisto Mephisto didn't make an appearance. This is a really long game they're playing with Mephisto, I think. If it is him, uh, he's the most likely um, person. He has a deep connection to Tommy, Billy, Wanda, and Vision, this whole storyline. And I think he makes more sense for the MCU than like someone like Katan or someone like that. Um, if you're going to do a magical big bad, um, he's the person who probably makes the most sense. And, and they, there's a lot of textual evidence in this show for him so we'll see though that that's sort of longer term so mephisto was owned by fox right or was owned by fox uh he would have been yes because he's a fantastic four character okay yeah he so... was introduced in um silver surfer number three in 1968 um but he because and for that reason he's part of the fantastic four family okay so that also means that you could, they're not going to play like this, but they, they really should. Um, they could actually have a ghostwriter come back, like a proper ghostwriter. Oh, yeah. And they will at some point. Yeah, for sure. Oh, they, they are going to do that. Yeah, they, this is kind of, I think things got interrupted um, when they, um, um, there's two things that happened. One was the Fox murder and then, um, Kevin Feige got so the TV there's a lot of complicated stuff that's why the multiverse is going to fix all this um, the TV and movie arms of Marvel Studios were separated um, which is why um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. which a lot of there are a lot of people who are fans of that are upset after last night because they're afraid that uh, Wanda just decanonized Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because the Darkhold appeared in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but in a different form I never saw um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's really good, and I, I, I enjoy it. I People should maybe not worry about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm just, just saying. Um, 
the Netflix shows, uh, the Daredevil, Punisher, mm-hmm. uh, those guys, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. again, separate, not equal to the MCU. Um, they also should not worry about them. Um, Daredevil was I, good. Uh, Jessica Jones good. was, the first season was good. The second season was, needs some work. And then I, I couldn't get into so. Iron Fist and I nobody could. am waiting on watching The Defenders because I want to watch it. I want to like it, but I can't get into Iron Fist. I think that's everybody. Like everybody's basically Daredevil's great. Jessica Jones, really good. Uh, Luke Cage, really good. Iron Fist, whatever. Punisher like, as well. Punisher, really good. Uh, Frank Bernhall, uh, uh if that I, I may have his first name wrong but very good um but yeah so th- that was separate and so they weren't part of the mcu proper that'll work out here in time but that now is all of it is under one roof um fox uh the netflix uh series of shows the sort of television side of it so that's all coming in ghostwriter to your point um was on agent of shield and then there was plans to spin off some kind of series with him. And that got interrupted by all of this stuff. And I think what they're doing is they're basically reconfiguring Ghost Rider um, for Disney+. Plus. So. so Ghost Rider was actually in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was in season five, season six, somewhere in there. Um, so the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, uh, had a lot of Marvel lore, but... The, the, some of it was in conflict because they never knew their place like they never knew not their place they never knew their status with the mcu because they start out as a direct spinoff nick fury shows up yeah at the very beginning of agents of shield well then as the, the then they'd sort of diverge and then they ne- they didn't know are we actually part of this are we not like and then the mcu basically was like you guys don't exist like you know and then and the agents of shield was like do we even follow so like when the snap happened in an infinity war Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a decision whether or not to depict this in the series, and they ultimately didn't. Um, didn't and so, Daredevil make some reference to the the Avengers movie? Yeah, I think Daredevil and Jessica Jones both referenced the Battle of New York, which would, which was Avengers uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. So they, I think what they're doing is these are basically all variations on the MCU universe, and they're just it's part of the multiverse. And they're all going to cross over, and we're going to see them again. You're absolutely going to see Daredevil again. Um, yeah. Charlie that... Cox is too good. Yeah. Why? Why would you recast him? Yeah. Uh, same for Jessica Jones. Um, all actually, all of them, with the exception of Iron Fist. I'm sorry, uh, your man. I don't know your name. Who plays Iron Fist? Danny Rand. Um, it, it, no reflection on yourself. <laughs> it just was not a good show. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this when it came to Spider-Man and Black Panther, but Iron Fist was one of those opportunities to to put in an Asian American. You know, instead, the only thing I thought about watching Iron Fist and Defenders was how great Jessica Henwick is as Colleen Wing, and why is she just not Iron Fist? I don't, I didn't understand that because that was like. That show was sort of, with the exception of her, was pretty much garbage. And then she's into, she's one of the few things about Defenders that I really liked. So, yeah. But that's a whole other conversation on Iron Fist. Um, maybe as we go back to Wanda thinking about 
So you were saying you think it was not enough resolution is too much setup. So we had a lot of setup. We had going for Wanda white vision kind of gets his memories back. He's yeah. Like, but he's then like, he, 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 he up and disappears. He's literally like, I'm out. Like he's gone. <laughs> and that was sort of, you, that, you sort of, as an author, you sort of feel the, the writer sort of hand there. It's like, nah, I, nah. Um, and then now that I know everything again. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> He's like, he's not, he doesn't get his memories back. He's like, oh my God, Wanda, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta get to my wife. He's like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm just, I gotta get out of here, this place. And then, um, and then, which maybe for him emotionally, like maybe Wanda's not the best person to be around at the moment. So, um, and then Monica, uh, one, there was two post credit scene. And in the first one, Monica gets a visit from an FBI agent or so it appears. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out to be a scroll. A lot of that, all that sound you heard last night was a bunch of geeks screaming. And the scroll <laughs> is saying, um, "The uh, hey, I got a job for you. Um, your man upstairs has uh, wants you to come hang out with us." The person she's referring to, I'm pretty sure, is Nick Fury, who, from what we can tell, is in space putting together what's going to be the Secret Invasion show. And we gonna... got that after uh, Far From Home, right? Yeah. So he he was in that post credit scene there. Um, so Monica is going to go off into space. She's going to hang out with Nick Fury. She's going to hang out with Carol. Um, Diane, I wrote an article yesterday. I had to do it immediately on the fly. Uh, Carol and Monica sort of things we look forward to in Captain Marvel 2. They, uh, uh, they have an interesting relationship in the comics, which is probably not as fleshed out. It's, it's different in the comics. Um, that's just a different relationship um and i'm very interested to see how it plays out in the mcu because there seems to be some tension there very curious about that so okay we've talked before about monica's uh relationship towards captain marvel or carol would be tense because of like abandonment i think and yeah i i'm curious to see what you think too like she sort of has a weird sort of vibe that happens when Carol comes up in WandaVision and what is that about? And um, I think it has to do with the fact that Monica is probably a little bit angry at Carol for not being there when Maria passed away. And Carol is generally MIA, right? That's sort of Carol's MO. She, yeah. she, she's, um, she came home in the nineties there when Monica was a little girl Um uh, Monica regards Carol as her aunt and then disappears Carol, she disappears again and she disappears apparently for something like 25 years and then she comes home for Endgame and then she's there for a hot minute and then she's gone again um, we don't know really Carol what's up with Carol at the moment um, so those two have some stuff to work out it seems Um we just don't know. And we don't know. I, I, my personal feeling is that Carol and Maria's relationship was probably a little bit more complicated than what's been stated explicitly on screen, but we don't know that. Um, so we'll see. That could be me projecting, although I, I feel like Carol is sort of coded as a LGBTQ character in the movie. Um, and Brie Larson's been pretty clear that she, she would prefer to see that. Um, oh, but we don't know. know yeah. Yeah, she she's and if there's a character that is going to uh, one of the major characters who's going to end up being LGBTQ, it's probably going to be Carol, um, given where they're at right now. 
Um, her and Tessa Thompson flirt with each other all the time on Twitter. Um, is Brie turn, Larson LGBTQ? You know, I the assumption is she is. She sort of she likes to. She doesn't talk about herself, you know, but she she does a lot of things that sort of suggest that she is. She she does. She started to do uh these youtube videos and apparently a couple weeks ago she was trending on twitter and i'm like oh she must be doing something new no she just did a youtube video in which she was googling how to you know like when something to do with how do you find out if you're gay um so (laughs) wink and a a nod um her and tessa thompson are always flirting um with each other and um someone at some point this was a couple years ago maybe uh someone drew some picture of uh, uh captain marvel and valkyrie making out or basically girlfriends or whatever and the two of them basically uh seized on it and that became a big thing so we'll see i i would actually carol in the comics very straight she's been in a relationship with brody forever it seems like um but in the mcu um uh yeah probably it feels like it's going to be different and I'm, I'm cool with that tessa thompson also very adamant that valkyrie um she was told on that Valkyrie was going to be LGBTQ going into Thor Ragnarok. Right. That right. got cut out of the movie. She was disappointed. Uh, I got a feeling that uh, Thor Love and Thunder is going to change that. So, yeah. Um, is Thor Love I, and Thunder going to make um, Jane the new Thor? She's going to be a Thor. So, well, we'll see. We don't know, do we? Um, yeah, so, in the com- so, in the comic books, um, uh, Jane Foster became Thor. And one of the one of the best Thor runs in a long time. This was a Jason Aaron run from about six seven years ago. And and the movie they're going to do some sort of variation on the story where Jane Foster is Thor. I sort of think right now today, not knowing anything about it, that she's going to be sort of this is where the multiverse is going to play into it because Thor is still Thor, and the worthiness part of it, you know, comes in from who can wield the hammer. Um, but the hammer is gone now. Uh, well, the a hammer is still around, um, as we saw from Endgame. The original hammer had been destroyed. Um, Thor got a hold of a new one, walking through time, and then so that and that's the one that Captain America grabbed yeah. at the end of uh, Endgame. And he was supposed to have returned it. Supposed to have returned it question mark so we'll see we'll see uh we'll see if jane foster is the jane foster that we've already met in the mcu or she's maybe from a different dimension where she is thor or we'll see how that plays out um but i'm super super excited for that movie um but and i have actually now and completely lost track of where we were on wanda because i went down that carol danvers tangent <laughs> which I we were talking about monica rambo and and basically how the ending wasn't a resolution or any really denouement it was just setting up for setting up um you're talking about monica rambo that's what i wanted to talk about monica and wanda (laughs) it's this it's happened so easily um monica and wanda have a little scene together at the very end and monica says if i had your power i'd bring my mom back and I thought that this is the conversation they should have had a couple episodes when they're having the fight out on the lawn. Yep. Um, that was a scene uh, that was missing some uh, weight. weight, weight. Yeah. Like some heft. And that was the heft. And Monica, Monica should have, 
acknowledge that that was one part that I thought that they they weren't they weren't able in that in the entire series they weren't able to really connect those threads between Monica and Wanda. They're both they didn't dealing have enough with grief time together. They didn't. It could have used another episode, or maybe just we didn't need to spend forty five minutes fighting. I I don't know if that was completely necessary. This was one show where I thought. They, they took this huge risk and gamble in the structure of the show and it, it was great. And then they decided to sort of end it as they always end it. And I'm fine with it, but I don't know that I, that part of that discord I was talking about was this wanting to just take, to ride that all the way to the end. Like, you know, sort of don't fall into the same narrative trap that you always do. We have to end it with a fight. We have to have the big climax. I know the audience maybe wants it. This is a, this is a show where you don't need to do that. And, you know, taking that sort of taking the chance um, to sort of end it maybe on a downer maybe, but then at the same time, I, I don't, I think people did want resolution for Wanda people did want some sort of emotional you you don't i i did not want them to turn wanda into the supervillain just to be clear and i hated what the way that she's been treated in large measure after house of m Mm -hmm. in the comics i you know this sort of thing where they're yelling at her to stop grieving that's that's horrifying um i didn't want any of that so i'm conflicted on that but i feel like they had these scenes particularly with monica and then darcy who just they forgot about Darcy. She yeah. runs, she runs into Hayward and that's it. Darcy's out. They, yeah. they, this felt like an episode where they, um, they spent all their money and they forgot or they, it got untidy and that, well, that's and, a disappointment. And for me, that's one of the things that I was noticing. Um, I, I forget when, what episode it was. I told you about it back back in the day, or back when it happened, but I was starting to feel like these episodes should have been peppered throughout much earlier. Um, mm. and, the, and now it feels like several of the earlier episodes were just kind of putzing around or just kind of like meandering, right? And one one scene that right now um strikes to me is the circus like and and i don't mind the scene in and of itself the idea of the whole wandavision is trying to keep vision from from going to wanda okay fine as an unconscious conceit okay whatever but how much time they spent on having that one circus proprietor trying to keep uh, Darcy and Vision on the grounds. And when they stole the, the, the van, like how much time was spent mm-hmm. on that could have been cut and given that time to Monica and Wanda, for example. Or it could have been spent giving more time to Darcy developing uh, maybe not the plot but developing the characters a bit more or because she's she her her role filled in vision's memory right so that could have been done to me better paced i feel like they just they that whole thread was soared 
right now outside the hex i don't know that really works there's a number of problems with it one that jimmy and darcy and even monica to a certain extent were undeveloped and then director hayward just turned out to be a jerk which is fine and they do give him a little bit of uh, motivation you know you weren't here for these last five years you don't know what we had to go through i'm not gonna you know the sort of implication is is that I'm not going to let any of this happen again. I get that. If they would have built that up, that would have been fine. But he's just an asshole. And then he decides to not only shoot the kids, he's going, who, by the way, he has to know at this point are magical constructs, and you're not going to be able to shoot the kids, dude. Um, and then he then he attempts to run them over. Yeah. Um, so not only is he an asshole, he's a, he's a giant asshole. So... Uh, he does he actually in the context of the show because there wasn't a lot of context around him he just can't he's just sort of like a cartoon villain i didn't like that yeah um i know some people are like oh he's he's going to be a scroll or he's going to be this or he's going to be that i would have been okay with any of that um because what we got was that what wasn't got very was satisfying military nonsense oh here's something that can be used for a weapon so let's try and make it a weapon and i'm going to do whatever it takes to make it a weapon like, I just needed one more scene where he's like, um, with this last five years was like literally half of all the people on this planet were gone. And it was because of aliens and all this other shit. And he's like, I'm not going to let it happen again. I got this guy in my lab who's the equivalent of like a uh, an anti-alien weapon. I'm going to use it. I don't care if you're crying or not. You know, like I get that, you know, and they all he had to do was that he's like, I lost my family. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to 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 strike a parallel, right? That's the same attitude that Tony Stark had after the Battle yes. of New York. Yep. Is, I, I can't let this happen again. Okay. You know, like, we were with Tony Stark when that happened. Like, we were, we were on his side. But, yeah, he just, he ended up falling into caricature. As, yeah. <laughs> I'm the military dude, so all I think about is weapons. Yeah, it, it, that was the disappointment given how complicated and complex the rest of the show is. The other disappointment, major disappointment of the series is Quicksilver, who turns out to be nobody, um, excuse me, not nobody, he's Ralph Boner. Um, yeah. It's a lot of disappointment with that. Uh, I have to say I'm disappointed in the sense that it doesn't appear it's going anywhere. I don't think the door is completely shut on Quicksilver. Um one there's a couple tells with quicksilver he he's he still has a, it appears quicksilver's power pietro's power to run um that's, that's odd Easter. yeah um wait how do you know that he runs in um the episode there last night uh, at some I, point. Yeah. so i could be completely wrong yeah but i uh, i thought that was due to the uh control of the necklace it could be. I, I don't. I, I sort of don't know that that's something that Agatha could do. Um, I still feel like, and I'm probably wrong. This is probably a hill that a lot of us are dying on today. Um, I still feel like that, that you know, that wasn't arbitrary. Because if it is arbitrary, if Kevin Feige and those guys were just like, let's just put in Evan Peters to mess with the folks. That's that doesn't work. Yeah, and that's you know what I mean? also not indicative of 
of the MCU, right? Like it's it's that's... not it's not, and that's one thing that's I'm like I this is. I don't think we've seen the last of Pietro, and I don't that we haven't. We, there, we are going to see other Fox X Men characters in the yeah. MCU. So, for myself, what... <laughs> I'm sorry, but I kind of am looking forward to this little scene of both the Age of Ultron Quicksilver and the X Men Quicksilver on the same screen. Sure. And Wanda going. What, which one of you is real? I don't know which one is real anymore. And then because of her power, she can actually make them both real. I thought it was going to happen in the show. Yeah. I thought we were going to get Aaron Taylor Johnson. And, and I, I don't know where that stands with him. But, um, you know, the I thought we were going to get that. And, and I thought we were going to get a little bit more investigation of where did this Pietro come from? If it's just a meta wink or a head fake at the audience, I don't know. If, if that's ultimately successful if it's if it's just a seed that they're planning for later or i'm fine with that I, that that's no problem but um i i think it you know we'll have to see i think it's fair to say for folks out there and there are a lot of people who are heavily invested in the x-men coming out of wandavision um that was never going to happen all of it was going to happen in wanda um this is a very long-term project the mutants in the MCU, um, like years. So, but they've have cracked that door now. So we're going to start, some of that's going to start to get in. Um, so one of the things that, one of the things I'll say about it is I'm, I'm okay with, um, the long game. I'm okay with, Oh, sure. Uh, you know, peppering, you know, sowing seeds and then reaping them later on. Like, much later on i'm fine with all that yeah but it it does seem that it it does seem a little bit too on the nose as uh, a wink to the audience and the payoff needs to be much faster than they're going to do um is is my guess um because i don't I think it's going to end up being one of those things where they're going to drop that that idea until uh, like you know a year later or something like that, and by then it'll be too late and the impact will be gone. COVID has interrupted a lot of stuff for everybody. Obviously, part of it, um, the Marvel sort of schedule has been heavily interrupted, and and Wanda wanted leads directly into Doctor Strange. Um, but I, I think that is, so it's going to be a minute March of next year. So a year before we see dark Dr. Strange. Um, so that sucks. That's going to be, and I doubt that Dr. Strange is going to expect you to study for the exam when it comes to one division. Right. Right. Um, so. I mean, yeah, I would you, say that's a great, that's a, add some, uh, revisions to the script of the intermediate uh films or properties to just include something uh, i mean that's a great that's a great point and they may be doing that I, I i think it's probably fair to say that the reaction to one has been far in a way and far beyond what they probably expected mm-hmm. i think i think that which in a good way and i think that they should take some of that into account when they think about wanda and vision when they think about quicksilver when they think about ag all of it and that's good I, i'm i'm okay with that that they're you know that they had an idea and they thought you know this is going to be this this show 
and it's just going to be piece of the puzzle but one has become this cultural thing like yeah. more people watched in the last two weeks one has been the most watched television program in the world oh really and yeah it's all over the like the servers went down last night because so many people were watching it at once um it's that's way beyond what they ever thought right yeah so they're they're probably taking away some notes <laughs> from you know and that's good now that's that's fine because you know we want to I think long-term, maybe as we kind of wrap up um, our conversation uh, this week um, with Wanda, uh, one thing I, I'd love to see just sort of looking forward, there's a lot of setup. I think long-term sort of, I I would personally love to see Wanda envision back in Westview. Uh, I think that's where their story will probably end. Um, and Tommy and Billy have a future as they do in the comics. So we'll, we'll probably see them again. I know we will. Um, yeah. And then we'll you don't introduce those just to no, do nothing with them. No, they're they've got a future too. So I I hope I think there's gonna be a reasonably happy ending for them in the long term. And that's great. And if there's not another WandaVision show, that's okay. This was such a unique thing. But if we did a chance to kind of spend some more time with them, I, I'd love for them to go back and kind of get the life that they wanted. Um I'm that would be and one, one why they didn't why Wanda didn't make her uh, her hex field just be that plot of land? I think that's that's sort of my bottom line on this episode. Is like I I didn't see that moment where she made that decision. Like I'm going to maintain this or I'm not. Yeah. And in regards to her grief, I understand that because it's not a it's not a moment. There's not a thing. There's you know there's not the eureka moment as I said earlier. But that's what just I mean, in right? like, the narrative, and it's missing. Yeah, and everything we've seen or learned of Wanda and and her trauma, she would choose just to keep the house and just to protect her kids by keeping them only within the hex, but making the hex small. We don't. And, and this one thing, you know, everybody was talking about, I, I was kind of talking about earlier, and that's when I got sidetracked uh, with my Carol Danvers thing. Um, one thing, I, the expectation she's going to do this awful thing, House of M, et cetera, Avengers disassembled. The thing about the series, though, looking back, she's already done it. She's actually already done it before we the show even starts. She's already created Westview. She's already victimized these people in this town, and she's done terrible things to them as we, it's very, actually very subtle. Like, yeah. And, and if we had a moment of true recognition, Wanda has this, she's confronted by the townspeople and she says, but I made you happy. I gave you peace. Isn't that what you wanted? Very godlike thing to say, but I, I gave you peace. And she's a God and she's literally telling them, just, just take it. And, um, and they're confronting her, but we don't have that moment where she realizes the true moment of realization. And the, as a writer, where my head went is she, we never see, with the exception of the Halloween episode, we never see other children in Westview. Mm -hmm. And I thought what would happen is that she would be confronted by what Wanda herself has done to other children. When Dottie says, this is show, don't tell. This is writing one-on-one. Sugu and I <laughs> met in a creative writing program once upon a time. Um, when Dottie says, I just want to see my daughter, we need to see the daughter. We need to see Wanda's power inflicted on this kid who's powerless who's victimized, mm -hmm. who's traumatized, 
and Wanda doesn't have that moment. Yeah. And that's where it would have sold for me. If Wanda sees this kid that she has taken away the life and freedom and agency from for, and then she realizes I can't, I can't do this. I can't mm-hmm. not for my own kid. Who am I then? That didn't happen. Um, I think that's uh, that's where the show fell short. Yeah. That said, that said, it's a great series. It's a great show. Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Catherine Hahn. Oh my God. Uh, Tiana Harris, who plays Captain uh, of Captain Marvel, who plays Monica, is great. By the way, that scene where um, uh, in the town, West Virginia Town Center, where <laughs> Wanda looks at Agatha, why? What are you doing? That? Why are they saying that? She just like she's your meat puppet yeah like, yeah i love that line i was like that's yeah that's pretty funny you, yeah you did this and um it's um with with that type of stuff with real with big time stakes drama the show don't tell still applies the golden rule um so we might wrap it up there for today um we could go on and on about wanda um and all things marvel because it's so fun but i'm we're looking forward to the figures i think i'm really curious to see how the i know the white vision figure looks great i'm sure the scarlet witch vision will turn out great i hope we don't know to build a figure for this wave yet um i'm kind of hoping maybe it's agatha I, i'd love them to do an agatha figure uh, I'd love them to do all the Halloween ones. I'd love them to do the black and white ones. I, I'll buy it all, but I don't know that we'll get that from Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, the, I think a good Agatha, Agatha would figure would be good, but I can't imagine what buck they would use. Uh, so, yeah, I think Agatha would be, especially if they do the witch uh, version, uh, would just be an all-new figure. Hmm. Um and I think that'd be a good build a figure just to kind of, you know, do something really kind of cool. Um, so we'll see about that. Um, but hopefully they do it all. I don't know that they will, but um, Quicksilver, everybody, I think would be fantastic. They could make money all day long uh, by doing that. With so. the bullet holes. Well, <laughs> that, that'd be kind of weird, but definitely the Halloween costume. I think that was, I, I screamed in laughter when I, I saw the Quicksilver um all right maybe we'll leave it there for today folks we'll kind of wrap up and then um next week uh, we'll we'll talk about we'll, we'll just talk about more stuff um probably less wanda although when the figures actually come out maybe we'll just kind of reference we'll we'll, we'll touch back on what we thought of them uh any final thoughts you? um yeah we didn't really talk too much about deep cut characters outside of wandavision so i think next week let's uh let's talk about those and get into get into some transformers because you and i both want to talk about springer and skids in the transformers world springer and skids um who are um i suppose skids for sure uh deep cut characters and then um yeah all those sorts of guys like we were talking about firestar earlier there's lots of people and all these great stuff uh you know marvel star wars everything that we could we could chat about so we'll do that uh, I think the deep cut character is really cool. So, all right, folks. So we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, everybody uh, stay safe out there. Um, stay warm. I think probably the warm stuff's here to stay. Knock on wood. Yeah. Wash uh, your hands, wear a mask. All that stuff. Get vaccinated. All right. Yeah. Can't yet. <laughs> yeah. Same. All right, folks. Take it easy.